3: with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, December 22nd. Only a few days left to get Christmas shopping done, folks. If you're starting to look now, eh, you know, you probably didn't do a great job. Let's just leave it at that and uh, hope that, you know, you guys have a great wife like mine who handles almost everything while I record podcasts, watch sports, and um, play sports. (laughs) uh i laugh i should not but um it's the holiday season folks and i gotta say tuesday night was one of my greatest nights in the nfl this season eagles win survivor i go th- well i go 2-0 in fantasy my son went 1-0 winning on monday and all teasers and parlays for the eagles close out like and i'm telling you it was 10 nothing, washington right out the gate because jalen hurts kind of had an unlucky interception, then a fumble, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, it's getting nervous. And then the Eagles got their act together. And, of course, Jalen Hurts had a solid game after that first quarter, and they pull away from a bad Washington team, which was led by Garrett Gilbert, who apparently – I don't know, Rob G., if you've read about Garrett Gilbert. This guy was like a high school legend and was supposed to be like the next big thing. But he, I guess he was one of those guys who kind of peaked early – And was just older and more mature and physically dominant in high school. And then like, you know, he just never really worked. Um, But he he just, this guy wasn't going to get it done. He had a couple nice plays, but overall Eagles role. And I think the big takeaway from this game is, is, is a little bit of a not accurate take. Um, I saw this on the timeline as I'm, you know, unfortunately living in LA, I only got Ram Seahawks. So I had to follow Eagles, Washington, play-by-play, play, just a refreshing literally every play. Um, and all, all I kept hearing was, oh, Jalen Hurts has got to be the guy. Look at these stats against Washington. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Hold up. There's a Washington D- team decimated by COVID and injuries. Okay, Their defensive front could get no real pressure on Hurts, and they still tacked him three times because he holds the ball too long. He put up good numbers, right? All six of his incompletions were drops. 11.4 yards per attempt, but He's got guys running wide open all night. It's Washington. They're cratering. To use this as a benchmark. And it's like the, one of the problems I see it out there in the NFL is there's this incessant need to instantly say, hey, man, this backup, he's got it. He's got to be the guy. We saw it with Huntley in Baltimore. I mean, again, Huntley's looked solid for two and a half games, three, right? He came in for the injured Lamar and he beat the Bears and look good against the Packers. So yeah, a couple spot starts. He can Anybody can look good. I mean, Mike White of the Jets put up 1,000 yards in one game and people were crowning his ass. I think he's pumping gas somewhere in the deep south right now. Um, this idea that Jalen Hurts all of a sudden is a guy because he had a nice running game, two touchdowns, and he's solid through the air. And listen, he's had a solid season. But let's be realistic. Saying that he's an NFL quarterback or a starter, or a guy to build around. Now, listen, on the cheap, can you use some smoke and mirrors and manufacture a bunch of wins? Yeah, this is what the Eagles are doing. And they're going to manufacture wins all the way into the playoff mix. They're not a good team. They're they're far from anything special. Uh, when they have to step up in class, oh, Kansas City wrecked them. Oh, Cowboys destroyed them. Lose to the Niners, a game they were kind of in, but that was early in the season. Lose to the Bucks, I think they were down 28 nothing in that and then got a bunch of garbage time action to get the cover. Um, lost to the Chargers, but they killed the Lions and they beat the Saints. Uh, the Saints aren't good. We know that unless it's matched up against Tampa. So like, oh, Jalen Hurts shredded the Denver Broncos. Well, I, they got a little bit lucky. That was a close game. I had the Eagles in that one, so I was monitoring it. It's a nice win, but this idea that Jalen Hurts is like the guy now in Philly because they're 7-7 and and he had a nice game on an island game. And again, these island games can make or break players. It's so funny. Justin Fields all of a sudden. Island game against the Packers. Oh, look at this first half Justin Fields is having. Then Justin Fields against the Vikings. Oh my gosh, he's trash. Get him out of here. This need to quickly crown people and tear them down is just... I don't know, man. Maybe it's late in the season and people are desperate, but my only takeaway from the Eagles is I like their run-the-football strategy. It really works. Can it work the rest of the way? Well, yeah. They play the Giants again, and then they play Washington again, <laughs> and then they play Dallas, and that will be the real litmus test in the final week of the season. Dallas could be gunning for the number one seed. The Eagles will probably need that game to get in, but I, I, I this idea that Jalen, I, I, I don't think he's anywhere near franchise quarterback status yet. Now, some of that is, did they draft him in the first round? No. We have this desire to guys who were drafted early, well, we'll give them a chance. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been absolute garbage almost all the season, like to the point where you're a little nervous, like, Jesus, is Trevor Lawrence any good? And you know he's good. He, they, the body of work says it all. Jalen Hurts had a good, solid body of work, right? And then he got replaced by Tua, and then he transferred and did a pretty damn good job in Oklahoma. And He came to the NFL, and his, they called his number, and he's done pretty well. Does that make him a franchise guy? No. Now, Russell Wilson, when he was drafted in Seattle, you could see that first year. I know there was a lot of game manager, but he was beating good teams, got through to the playoffs, made a bunch of plays. I don't know. I just feel like Jalen Hurts is beating up bad teams. I'm not poo-pooing the idea of Jalen Hurts as a starter in this league, but this as a franchise guy. When I say franchise, I'm like, okay, they gave Dak $40 million. You know, even Josh Allen. Right? They gave Josh Allen all of the money. He got Mahomes' money. And the regression is very real. Meanwhile, nobody wants to give Jimmy Garoppolo any props. Especially not you, Rob G. All Jimmy G does is win, right? If he's healthy, Jimmy G's mostly winning. And I don't know. I'm more focused on the Eagles game because I had them in Survivor. We'll get to Survivor a little bit later. But Rob, any big takeaways from Eagles 27 Washington, 17.
5: Well, my biggest takeaway from this is you had to find a way to shoehorn Jimmy G had into, to. This, into this into rant. They had absolutely nothing to do with what happened last night between the Eagles and the Washington football team. But, you know, I tend to agree with you, and that doesn't happen very often, you know, but just look at his, his game log. You know, the last, what, six weeks, he hadn't crossed 180 yards passing <laughs> before last night. And then... I know that QBR is an imperfect stat. It's not the be-all, end-all, and, I, and I, I totally understand that. But just to give you an idea as to how Fugazi, the 20 of 26 for 296, was for Jalen Hurt last night. His QBR, with all those big numbers, 30.4. Garrett Gilbert, 20 of 31, 194. No touchdowns, no picks. Thirty-nine point
4: eight. I don't know. Is QBR does it QBR matter? That's a bit of a stunner. I think the turnovers probably killed hurts. Right? Is that what? It, yeah. It I mean, the
5: turnovers. In- the turnovers is big, and then also you know QBR takes into account when you pile up these numbers. You know how you're doing it. You know all the extra things that we don't really think about. That you know that goes beyond the eye test. And let's be honest, Jalen Hurts kind of got going in the second half when the game was already well in hand because it became clear pretty early after those two turnovers that Washington could not move the football. Well, also, hold on. And
4: Sirianni, did you see him on the sideline yell at Hurts after the He's He was summer? killing him. I mean, he's yeah. like, dude, what are you doing? you want to get pulled? I mean, I don't think he said you want to get pulled, but I don't know if Minshew warmed up, but he was loose with the ball. You can't do that, bro. You know? Exactly. And basically, and what then, after that, they just said, we're just going to run the ball, right?
5: Yeah, and then, and, and then to your point, you know, the yards that he was accumulating, these guys were running wide open. Wide open. I mean, Save for I think that might have been in the first half when Jalen Hurts threw it in the corner to Devontae Smith and Devontae Smith got up a little banged up when he threw it in a double coverage. Other than that, I don't re- recall seeing a defensive back within like two yards of any receiver. <laughs> yeah. all last night. Yeah, so Jalen Hurts. I I don't know if this was the season that you really made a decision on him. You know, I don't I don't know if it, I definitely did not see enough to say that he's a franchise quarterback. But I don't know if I saw enough to tell me that he's not a franchise quarterback, if that makes sense. So I don't know if he's going to get the second season as a starter or what, two and a half seasons down next season. But I'm not not comfortable making a decision about him either way if I'm Philadelphia.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you uh, on Hurts, and I, listen, again, this is no Taylor Heineke, no Kyle Allen. It's just one of those where you just can't really take anything away from this game. Now, listen, Ram Seahawks is a little more difficult to assess because I, uh, I obviously had my—I mentioned my daughter. You know, we spent time with her for her birthday, and so I only had one eye on this game, and the reason was because of Cooper Cup. <laughs> He's on my fantasy team, and I'm sure Cooper Cup wreaked havoc throughout— um, fantasy football on Tuesday night because, folks, Cooper Cup was the only guy doing anything, basically. It, in a, in a, If you notice, Rob, the Tuesday games and the Monday all were very low-scoring because, it, 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 you know, these guys are routine-oriented. Monday, you're in the facility, you do this. Tuesday, you put in the game plan. Wednesday, but you know, and you go on down the list, and it's like, it's one of those weird things where it's a Tuesday and... I, I nobody looked like they were ready to go except really Cooper Cup, and um, it's one of those games where Cooper Cup was just utterly dominant. The Rams' uh, defensive front—this was a nice, nice showing from Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd—very impressive stuff from the Rams. But I, I think my bigger takeaway is on the Seahawks, is it not? I mean, Rob, this is a team that's toast. They're done. It's over. Russell Wilson is gone. There will be no playoffs. Um, you know, essentially DK Metcalf is a one-read one, one read guy. I'm just going to run out deep routes. That's it. And when you take away Lockett underneath, they can just bracket Metcalf. He didn't really do much. And I don't know, Rob. I just feel like the Seattle teams, they're kind of done. They got 214 yards of total offense. Rams held them to 4.0 yards per play. Russell Wilson, I don't know if it looks like he's going through the motions or he's mentally checked out. But they're toast. Uh, Legion of Boom is a distant memory, and it's over for Seattle.
5: Yeah, but we've kind of known this for a few weeks now. I mean, we, we, I remember maybe about a month ago, we were talking about what's the next landing spot for Russell Wilson because we could see the writings on the wall. I mean, in my opinion, you know, watching that game because uh, uh, thankfully I was in the studio doing the radio show where we were able to have both games on simultaneously because we pay extra for that kind of stuff. And... I thought that the Rams were going to give it away by Sean McVay doing the genius, you know, don't kick on fourth down and let's go for on fourth and two, fourth and three rather than take three points. Because it's been clear now for, what, two months since Russell Wilson got back from that hand injury that they can't score, you know, that they, they have real issues putting up points on the board. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing, Sean McVay take the 3 and you might win this game 6 to nothing with the way that Seattle's moving the football. Um I will say this though that may give a glimmer of hope for Seattle fans who don't want to see Russell Wilson in another uniform. It's so clear that their offense is broken that you might be able to talk yourself into the idea of if we just get a new play caller in here get rid of Pete Carroll. Didn't they try know, that anything. with Waldron? The, he was like yeah, Russ's but, guy. But, but, but Pete Carroll, to his core, wants to run the ball and play defense, even though they cannot really run the football or play defense on this current iteration of the Seahawks. yeah, That's what their identity is. That's what they want to do. The last thing that Pete Carroll wants to do is let Russ cook. So maybe you can talk yourself into the idea, if you're Russell Wilson, that, hey, if we get a new innovative offensive mind who likes to go for it on fourth down all the time like Sean McVay does and maybe we can get something like that to pop off.
4: Possibly.
5: But the other, I the tend other problem, to agree. Bro. This that, division has gone.
4: I mean this I like they're like they're one offensive coordinator away. I like that. Or maybe head coach away. Rob, the division has the Rams who own the Seahawks. Stack team. one of the top end one of the best top end rosters in the NFL. Um oh yeah the Arizona Cardinals are decent. You know, I know they're free-falling a little bit right now, but Kyler, a lot of talent on that team. At one point, they had the best record in the league for like, I don't know, five weeks. Um, And then, oh yeah, the Niners with Kyle Shanahan, the Jimmy G thing. Like, the Seahawks are such a distant fourth in the division, right? Unless, like, Cardinals implode, miss the playoffs, they fire Kingsbury, and then, oh yeah, um, uh, 49ers decide Jimmy G's not our guy, you know, let's just move on. I guess there's a tiny chance that maybe Seattle is able to rally, but I don't know. It feels over for Seattle. So, you know, you look at the standings in the NF, uh, NFC, and it's tough not to like the Rams now all of a sudden. I mean, do, would you put the Rams over the Bucks given the Godwin injury? Sounds like no Fournette for a couple weeks. Uh, Mike Evans, TBD, but... That line against Carolina is plummeting. It was 14. It's down to 11. A lot of money on Carolina. And again, Carolina's garbage. I don't expect them to do much. But I don't know, Rob. I guess there's some questions about Tampa. When you get shut out like that in Week 15 at home, it's just a little stunning. I think you could make a case that the Rams, who have a plus 83-point differential, they've won three in a row, um, I think you could make a case that they're maybe the second-best team in the NFC. Uh, They did beat Tampa earlier, and I don't think they've played Dallas. That would actually be a really good showdown. Um, I think the last time Matt Stafford was in the playoffs, he faced Dallas. I had money, I believe, on the Lions. Yes, I'm one of those guys. And there was like a questionable fourth down call um, late in the game, and Dallas, I think, ended up covering. But I think we would all agree, right, Rob? Packers number one. And then there's a lot of question about two, but I mean, I would accept Cowboys. I'd accept Rams. I would accept Bucks, And frankly, I'm telling you, nobody wants to play the Niners right now. They're they're healthy and they're rolling. Have you seen that line? (laughs) Listen, have you seen the line? They're in Tennessee. It's out to four. That's a lot to be favored on the road for a Shanahan team. I know you don't want to hear the lines and Jimmy G, but Tennessee, by the way, nine and five plus 28 point differential. Uh, A.J. Brown's supposed to come off IR this week. We'll see if he's a go uh, in the first game back. But, I mean, at this point, Tennessee could likely miss the playoffs. If I mean, they'd have to lose out, and I think they have one more game against Houston. Yeah, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Uh, so it could be a sweat for Tennessee. Anyways, um, second-best team in the NFC is? I would say the
5: Rams. Mm-hmm. A- and a lot of it has to do with, like you mentioned, the Godwin and Evans injuries are huge for tampa bay i mean i i I said yesterday that was the reason to me that's the reason why antonio brown is back in that locker room because they know that they need all the weapons they can get tom brady for all of his stats and his gaudy numbers and his mvp run he's really really benefiting from all those weapons around him you know i don't i don't see him doing much different in tampa than he did in New England, that got him run out of town. The difference is that he just has better guys around him, and yeah. it's making him look better. Um, the Rams are are kind of peaking at the right time. Cooper Cup has been fantastic. Odell Beckham Jr. I know didn't have a good game statistically last night, (laughs) but he he was getting open.
4: You know, I, 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 that's the same thing in Cleveland. He was getting space. Let me ask you, you brought up was getting more space. Rob, do you think that Odell knows that Stafford and cup have a bromance and he's like a distant second? Do you think Odell can rein it in and be okay with this? Or is there a breaking point? Say, I don't know the first playoff game where Odell's gonna be like, you know what? Stop throwing the ball to your boy. And look at me, because that's coming. It's come at every other stop. It's gonna happen.
5: Yeah, but he has already had more success in a month with the Rams than he had in a year and a half, whatever two and a half years he was in Cleveland. He had three touchdowns, I think, in his first three games with oh, with the Rams. Yeah. Um. I I think that the Rams, and I've talked about this, you know, pretty much all season. They are. Along with the Packers, probably the team best equipped to beat you in a number of different ways. So, all of a sudden, the the corpse of Sony Michelle is running the ball really well, similar to the way that, um, who was that running back they had? Um, I believe it was when Todd Gurley got hurt. Oh, um, who came off the scrap heap. Oh, the, the, the big, the dough boy. He was like a yes. chubby guy uh, that, at like it, 135 it, yards in the playoff God game I, against his Dallas. His name escapes me. Yeah. But th- th- that's exactly what's happening here with Sony Michelle. You know, once, um, Henderson went down. They worried that they might be able to replace him. So they picked up this guy, the scrappy, and he's running really well. You know, Matthew Stafford had an egregious interception, but overall he's playing pretty well. And they have a lot of different ways that they can beat you, whether it's throwing the football to Cooper Cup. All of a sudden they can run the ball now. Aaron Donald can win up front with Von Miller kind of getting off. Jalen Ramsey can turn the ball over for you. They have a lot of different ways they can do it. You can't say the same thing about Dallas because their offense has been in a funk for about a month and a half. And the Tampa Bay Bucks are TBD because they're so yeah. banged up
4: right now. I'm, I'm seeing right now that it's likely Leonard Fournette's going on IR. So out for the rest of the regular season. Now, listen, they'll still make the playoffs. And all that matters is if you're healthy in late January. No Godwin, but AB will be back. Uh, by the way, I hope you grabbed him in fantasy for the uh, playoffs He's back this week, and he going to get his. We know that with uh, Mike Evans. Maybe um, Antonio Brown's going to have a game. So I think Tampa's going to be okay, but I, I'm with you. I, I think, and again, these things change. I know people are going to say, remember three weeks ago you said the Chiefs were done. Yeah, guess what? Shit changes. And I know Rob was hammering Bruce Arians here yesterday for chickening out and taking it back Antonio Brown, even though a year ago he said one slip-up and he's done. Well, things change, you know? And when you get new information, You've got to make a new decision. And I've got no problem saying that at this junk Rams looked awful three weeks ago. I remember I got into it with your boy Rob Parker on the Dan Patrick Show about this. By the way, forgot to add, I'll be hosting Dan Patrick uh, Friday, Christmas Eve. Um, Partner is Doug Gottlieb. We always get in arguments. We're friendly. Um, And then I'll be hosting it also on Monday the 27th. So, you know, file that away somewhere. I'll be firing on all cylinders, obviously, um, at 6 in the morning. Um, but, yeah, like, Matt Stafford was garbage because he had three straight games with uh, pick sixes. And now we're both saying Matt Stafford is, a you know, on the team that's the second best in the NFC. So it, these things change quickly. And, listen, they're going to change more because, Rob, I'm sure you've seen the news on the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey – Both on the COVID list. Now, Rob, I haven't seen whether or not they're vaccinated. Uh, We know Bosa of the Chargers. Kelsey is. is,
5: Kelsey is. Kelsey
4: is, okay. Um, Bosa of the Chargers not vaccinated, so he will not play against the Texans this week. I guess if you're not vaccinated, you got to sit out 10 days. Also, um, rapper slash slot receiver Cole Beasley um, not vaccinated, tested positive, and then went on social media and was just ranting about whatever. Do we even care about this guy, Rob? I don't know. He's just... no, yeah, okay. No. I'm not. I'd rather not go down the COVID list. I will just say, guys, try to stay healthy out there. A lot of people are sick, and again, a lot of people get the flu around winter time. It happens. You're hanging out indoors. You're not outdoors like in the summer, in the fall, in the spring. Try to stay healthy. Um, I'm not gonna be pushing the vax on here. I know people don't want to hear that, but y- you want a sense of security. You get that. I think you're going to be fine. I'll go according to all the studies.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this.
1: Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash to see their BF Goodrich test results Tire ratings and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals.
4: I will close out with this, Rob. LeBron and the Lakers, uh, LeBron kind of tweaked his ankle. I don't know if you guys saw that last night. Still kept playing and, you know, whatever. Listen, Rob, it's so funny because I saw a guy tweet at me. It's, um, you say you're not going to talk about the NBA and then you go 10 minutes on the Lakers and LeBron. And again, part of this is give the people what they want. We have a lot of Lakers fans who listen to this. I am just curious, Rob. We are, let's see, where are we on the NBA? I'm trying to look at the standings here. We're not quite halfway through the season. But um, I guess we are, Lakers, uh, 30 games in? Right. So the Lakers, I'm sorry, Lakers have played now 32 games. Not quite the halfway mark. I'm not feeling great about them making the playoffs. Um. People, you know, the DeAndre Jordan stuff is really angering people. I, I, I don't know um, about this whole Isaiah Thomas thing, but this I, Vogel's grasping at straws, trying to play Isaiah Thomas and Russell Westbrook at the same damn time. Well, Vogel's not even coaching right now. because I, I Well, you know, he, he's giving him the game plan,
5: obviously. Come on. You yeah. don't think he is? I'm sure he's involved, but, I mean, I don't think it's his – Decision during I mean, the game to hey, you got to get it, Russell Westbrook, and Rondo all at the same time,
4: bro. It's you know, I don't, I don't it, there's that, no that this idea head, that you? Isaiah Thomas should be on the court with Westbrook at the same time is insanity, okay? Isaiah well, Thomas mean, wasn't he working at Chipotle like three weeks ago? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? What is he doing starting now? Obviously, he didn't start against the Suns, but you know, yeah, come on, it's Isaiah like. You know, I know people are excited. Oh, remember when he was an MVP candidate with the Celtics? Yeah, yeah, seven years ago or whatever it was. Like, again, the Lakers are starting Wayne Ellington right now. And I know I'm optimistic about the roster. By the way, where the hell's Kendrick Nunn? What is that guy doing? Get to the he lineup. Have, he Kendrick. has the worst bone bruise, apparently, in NBA history. Oh my gosh. And, you know, when, when the guy's off your bench, these are the first four guys off the Lakers bench. Carmelo Anthony, 37. Trevor Ariza, who's coming off surgery and actually playing well, 36. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, the former Chipotle worker. And then Rondo, who only really shows up in the playoffs anyway. Uh, He's 35. And by the way, Rondo limited minutes yesterday and was just abysmal. I mean, getting towards left and right, bringing nothing to the table. We knew this roster had some issues. We thought it would would work itself out. But with AD down, Rob, I don't know, man. I'm... I don't feel good at all, and it's weird. Like the NBA is going to plow through this as they should, and and not stop. Like the NHL, some of these games are unwatchable. Like an idiot, I bet on Minnesota. I'm like, oh, uh, Minnesota's playing well. I know Edwards isn't there, but no, Luka Doncic. Minnesota's got this, and they get smoked. Uh, bad, bad wager by me. Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson always looks good when Luka Doncic is not there. But anyways, um, I don't know, Rob, Nick, uh, not the Knicks, Lakers. Any thoughts? We're we're still 32 games in, and, you know, they're 500, but go ahead. I'm going to say this very
5: succinctly. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know how I feel about it, but let me just break it down very quickly. Got the Russell Westbrook trade that was universally panned by pretty much everybody. Yeah, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis fighting on the sidelines on national TV, I think, in the third game of the season. (laughs) That's right. LeBron gets hurt and misses 10 of the first 20 games. LeBron gets a false COVID positive, so that becomes a big old talking point. Russell Westbrook gets a false COVID positive and, and immediately comes back and they get smacked by the Timberwolves. Austin Reeves is the undrafted hero, makes a game-winning shot against the the Mavs, immediately hits COVID protocol. <laughs> they bring Isaiah Thomas in, fresh off the Chipotle uh, distribution line. Anthony Davis gets hurt, is out for a month and a half. Half their team has COVID. The other half hasn't played pretty much this season. It's going to make for arguably the greatest championship DVD ooh, in NBA history. Ooh, I like
4: that. That's spicy. I,
5: I, I have not wavered at all. The, the, what this team needs is time. And and because but of they don't everything have it. going wrong, they haven't had any. They have not had any. So until I actually see them together, which we're not going to see with AD being hurt until like February... Until we see them together for 10, 15 games, I'm, I, it's hard for
4: me to tap judgment either way. See, here's the, here's one of the pushbacks, right? So the Suns lost Devin Booker. Remember he was out, I don't know, what, three weeks? A couple weeks. They didn't really miss a beat. They got such a great roster. Shamit can come in, Cam Johnson, Cam Payne, and you guys can scoff and be like, oh, those guys stink. When you got Chris Paul and you got DeAndre Ayton in the, in the middle, like, you're good. Mikhail Bridges on the wing, like, this team is good. I, maybe them, I it's, understand not, it's not a roster it's not a roster thing with Phoenix.
5: Phoenix is they have a style of play and all their guys fit that style. They play exactly the way that they are designed to, to fit together. Yeah. Because in it, it the, the sum is greater than the parts in Phoenix. And it it and that's not a knock on them. It's just it's complementary, actually, that they know exactly who they are and they play to fit their
4: strengths. And that's going to be appreciated. It's interesting because the Suns and the Warriors, when you watch them play and then you watch everyone else in the West, and I confess to not watching a ton of the Jazz, the Suns and the Warriors are playing like a different game than everyone else. Now, the Jazz are killing teams as usual. This is what they do every regular season. And then you know what happens in the playoffs. But the Suns and Warriors are just so much better than everybody else in the West. It's crazy. And folks... Um, Lakers in the play in, I wouldn't rule it out. Lakers missed the playoffs, I'm not ruling that out. They are a LeBron toenail away from being in the lottery, and they probably don't even have lottery picks, right? Because they gave them to New Orleans in the Anthony Davis deal, uh, like
5: a pick swap or something like that. Yeah,
4: and the bottom of the West, by the way, is ooh, it's bleak. Uh, Rockets, Pelicans, who Pelicans are turning a corner still without um, Zion Williamson. OKC Thunder wins like every third game. Um, Spurs stink. By the way, Popovich still in the league. I'm surprised he's going through this rebuild. And then Portland with the Dame Saga. And like, then you got the Kings and the Timberwolves. Can you imagine just what would LeBron feel like if he was in a play-in game against like the Sacramento Kings? you think he'd be happy to be there? Or shit, man, we got to play the Kings and then we got to get smoked by Phoenix or Golden State? Oh. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, Rob, I'm being, I'm keeping it a hundred with you. Like, I, I, we've seen LeBron shut it down before. There was a crazy stat in last night's game, totally crazy against the Suns. They showed this on the screen. First fifteen seasons, LeBron missed seventy-one games. Last four seasons, he's missed seventy. So fifteen games, fifteen seasons, missed seventy-one. Last four, he's missed seventy. And he's turning 37 in 10 days. Do with that what you will. All right, guys. uh, We went a little bit long here. We always love to crowbar NBA in just because you guys love it. you love it. And um, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: I'm Diosa. and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen.